Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome to a little bonus episode of FML Talk. We are officially on our holiday break for a few weeks. We will be back with a brand new amazing episode on January 12th with Lauren Denham, who is returning to FML Talk. I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. Seriously, when I was recording it, my jaw was on the fucking floor. Um, But as a little hold you over gift from me, I thought I would show you what y'all are missing on our Patreon subscription. As you know, we have many bonus seasons on there. The first season is FML's Guide to Relationships and all things that that entails. Cheating, divorce, being single, thriving on your own, breakups, fuckboys. We have some awesome guests on there and some wild stories. Season two is Tea Time with Tay. You all may know him as Tyler from The Ridiculous Misadventures. And it was a really incredible season to get to sit down with, (laughs) I might be biased, but a pretty wonderful freaking man and get a male's perspective on so many of the things that we dive into on this show. Uh, We had a wildly fun time and everybody really loved that season. And season three, which we are in the midst of now, is the Ridiculous Misadventures Director's Cut. So you are getting all of the behind the scenes, the secrets that I have kept, um, deleted chapters that didn't make the cut of the book, um, conversations that I have had with characters from the book. It's the juiciest bonus season we have had thus far. Um, Besides the bonus episodes and seasons that you get and can go back and binge whenever you like, you also get access to the private Facebook group and the self-love club, which is an incredible space with journal prompts and daily self-love tips and just so many amazing people that are really coming together and becoming lifelong friends on their healing journey. You also get 10% off of your merch whenever we have new stuff. So it's just a really solid place to be. Um, And if you are not partying with us on there, I highly suggest you do so. It's $5 a month, less than a fucking cup of coffee. We also have a $7 book tier, and that is where you get everything that the first tier gets, but you also get to Zoom with me once a week. And we all hop on a Zoom. It's like a self-love cocktail hour. Um, We talk about all the things under the sun, and it's really an incredible hour and a half that 
everybody can just kind of connect and ask me questions and get advice and dive into all the bullshit that life is currently throwing at us. So check both of those out. You can go to patreon.com slash fmltalk. Today, I was thinking of what I wanted to share with you and there's been one episode thus far because we're in the middle of season three of the director's cut um, that people really were like kind of intrigued by and blown away by. And everyone in the Facebook group was like, I wish this chapter would have been in the book because it really gives an insight to the breakup and relationship and why everything with Javier was so overcomplicated. Um, and I remember when I went and recorded it, I was like, fuck, this is actually like a pretty pretty solid chapter. I think I maybe fucked up in not including this in the book. Um, but we were trying to cut so many different things to get it to an appropriate length that this chapter ended up on the cutting room floor. So as my holiday gift to y'all, this is a sneak peek into what you will get on season three of the bonus mini episodes. Enjoy! This is Gabrielle Stone, and this is the Ridiculous Misadventures Director's Cut. (laughs) Here the fuck we go. Welcome back, everybody. I am ready to read you the first deleted chapter of the Ridiculous Misadventures of a Single Girl. Um, (laughs) I specifically remember writing this chapter. I was in Sedona with my mother. We were on a mother-daughter spiritual um, little getaway. And I was writing, looking at these epic mountains. And (laughs) I remember yelling into her in the other room because she was working on her book as well. And I was like, Mom, you know, my readers hang in there with me through a lot. I don't know if they're going to hang in there with me through this chapter. It's pretty fucking out there. Um, So you guys know my mom is a world healer. I grew up in a very spiritual household. I've done a lot of work with my therapist, Arna, who you read about. um, And she works on the very, you know, not only clinical but spiritual side. So this chapter, for those of you that don't have any knowledge, experience, any any of the things in, you know, spirituality, past life, um, you know, expanded consciousness. Uh, this will be an interesting one for you to hear, uh, but it'll be a fun ride either way. So I can tell you from the work I've done, not only with my mother and with Arna, that this shit is no joke. Um, I have changed my life doing certain past life sessions and regressions. And it, it's, I fully and f- completely believe that we, our souls move on and have met, lived many, many different lives. Um, I'm not here to impose that belief on you to each their own, um, but I most certainly do. And I've had too much proof in my life from the other side uh, through mediumship and signs to not believe that. Uh, so this this chapter is called That Goddamn Soul Connection. So we're going to start and I will read you the chapter in its entirety and then we, we will discuss. Um, 
to give you some context as to where we are in the story, this happened right after I was sitting down to write the fuck love chapter of Eat, Pray, FML, and I'm sitting on my bed trying to figure out how I'm going to write this fucking chapter that I had been dreading, and I had scrolled all the way back to the depths in the beginning of my text conversations with Javier and then out of nowhere my phone rang and it was him and it was like heebie-jeebies what the fuck threw my phone across the bed it was like this is ridiculous like how does he know that oh like it was just weird um and then I texted his best friend Manny uh to make sure that you know everything was okay and whatever so this took place right after this it was originally written in the same chapter um So, uh, here we go. After shit had hit the fan with Javier and I, he had gone to see a healer that had helped him considerably. My mother is a healer, and I have seen firsthand the type of growth and healing that can come from a session with the right person. And since my mother and I were a little too close and not exactly on the same page when it came to the Javier soap opera, I figured I would reach out to her. This woman was actually the older sister of one of Javier's good friends, and with Manny's help, I was able to connect with her. Manny had done numerous sessions with her as well, and everyone who had worked with her had really gotten a lot out of it. At this point, I would have probably gone to some spiritual awakening retreat and bathed in elephant shit if it meant not feeling so fucking awful anymore. It's a weird experience to walk into a session with someone who knows the person you're trying to heal from. A healing session usually requires immense vulnerability and total transparency. But again, elephant shit. So I went in with all my cards on the table. Maria was a gentle and maternal woman with a fire inside her that made you feel immediately safe, but also unable to get away with bullshit, which was exactly what I needed. She took me upstairs to her healing room that had a massage table with soft blankets and a pillow on it sound bath bowls, numerous crystals, and every other zen aesthetic you would assume a healer would have. So, I have to be honest, I know you and Javi were together and I am aware a little bit about the situation that happened, but only a little, she said in her gentle Latin accent. We spoke a little bit about the facts of what had taken place, falling in love, fast, deciding to go to Italy together, then him deciding he had to go alone because of the grief he was feeling. I explained what had taken place between us in Sicily, that we had come home with him wanting to be best friends, and that I just wasn't healing because of it. But mostly, I tried to express to her what a deep and devastating pain I was feeling. By this point, she had already handed me a box of tissues, and I could see in her face that she fully understood how much I had been suffering. I think what will help most today is to do a past life regression. I feel like there will be something that you will learn that will help you understand more about why this connection is so strong, she explained as I wiped my annoying yet familiar tears away from my eyes. I can feel it, though, how strong this connection is between you two. It's almost like your souls are holding on to each other and won't let go. That sentence almost took my breath away, because it was exactly how it felt. I just hadn't been able to ever really describe it. Past life regression is a method that uses hypnosis to recover what is believed to be memories we have from our past lives. 
I, for one, totally believe in past lives and the fact that our souls have lived many different lives in many different forms. But if any of you just totally checked out and said, yeah, Gabrielle, sure, then maybe go ahead and skip to the next chapter. However, if you were able to read about the medium who literally predicted six months of my life, is this really that far of a fucking stretch? With that being said, I'm fully aware as I write this how weird shit is about to get, especially if you're not used to these types of spiritual beliefs. But try and stay with me. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash fmltalk50 and use code fmltalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code fmltalk50 at factormeals.com slash fmltalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. She had me lay down on the table in a comfortable position and instructed me on how to breathe in order to deeply relax myself. Using different sound tools, she helped me really zone out and slip into a state somewhere between sleep and consciousness. I was fully aware where I was and that I was responding to her questions, but I definitely wasn't there. I was on a cliff with a dense forest behind me where I lived with my tribe. I don't know what year it was or where in the world we were, but my people and I were being attacked by soldiers who were trying to overtake our land. I escaped the fire and led my people to safety where we began to rebuild. And what does your life look like now? I heard Maria's voice faintly ask. I lost my love in the attack, but I had to keep going, I answered. Why? she asked. I'm pregnant. I responded, ah, amazing. Let's fast forward a few years. What do you see? Suddenly I was standing in a beautiful clearing with huts scattered around making up a small village, holding a little boy's hand. I'm standing with a little boy, I said. Is this your son? She asked. Yes. And how old do you think he is? About three, I answered. How beautiful. What are you feeling? total love, and the need to protect him from how dangerous I know the world can be. Yes. Do you recognize your son? Maria's faint voice asked. Yes, I said. Who is it? Javier, I said. I looked down at the little boy that was clutching the hand I knew was mine, but looked nothing like the one I've lived this life with. Let's move forward to the end of this life. Where are you? What do you see? She asked. 
I found myself laying on a cot-like bed inside one of the huts we had made our home, under a blanket made of wool. I still held my son's hand, only this time it was he who was protecting me. I'm dying, I said. And who is with you, she prompted. My son. He gave up his life to stay here and take care of me when I became sick. He hasn't left my side. As these words came out of my hypnotic state, wet tears gently fell from the corners of my eyes. That is beautiful. What do you want to tell him? She asked. There was quite a long pause. After many seconds, words finally came out. That he can let me go. I said with a now continuous stream of tears falling down onto the pillow below me. After that, she counted from one to ten, guiding me back to a fully awakened state. I had been conscious the entire time. I had known every word I had spoken. But I was also entirely somewhere else. And it was somewhere I had been before. She handed me a cup of water and some more tissues as I dropped back into my body that felt like total jello. I never usually ask someone if they recognize a person in their past life, but the second you said a son, a voice told me I had to ask you. I knew what you were going to say even before you said it, she explained. A mother-son connection is one of the strongest bonds two people can have. And honestly, Gabriella, it makes so much sense. What do you mean? I asked her, hoping she was going to give me some giant aha moment that would tell me how to stitch my broken heart back together. This is difficult for me because I don't discuss clients with other clients, but I feel that this is important for both of you and will only benefit the two of you, she said. I understand. I waited. A few months before you came into Javier's life, I had seen him at a family event. I remember looking at him and thinking that if something didn't change fast, he would be headed down a really dark path. I was worried that he was headed in the direction his brother had gone because of all the guilt and grief he was feeling. I was very worried about him, she explained. I sat there, taking all of this in. I remember when I first heard about you from Javier, it was like his entire world had stopped and every part of him just wanted you. It was as if a dark cloud had lifted, and I knew that because you came into his life, he was going to be okay. So it makes total sense that in a past life you had a mother-son relationship. It explains why you both fell so fast and so hard. Somewhere subconsciously inside, you saw what I saw, and knew that he was not going to be okay without a love like that. It's really beautiful, if you think of it in that way. You came into his life to save him, she said. Yeah, great. Except me saving him came at the price of my freaking soul's happiness, I thought to myself. Still, from all the work I've done with my mother, with therapists, and with my own spirituality, I knew that this all made a lot of sense. Unfortunately, to my conscious brain, past life son or not, he was still a 35-year-old man that broke my fucking heart into a million goddamn pieces. We have soul people in different lives. Some come and stay. Some come for specific purposes or lessons to teach us something. He is one of your soul people. And if I can be really frank, he's going to regret pushing you away.
he's going to step away after being in your story and go on living his life. But eventually, whether it's in a year, five years, or ten, his soul is going to come knocking, asking to be a part of your story again, she concluded. There was so much in this three-hour session that I needed to process. So much I needed to come to terms with, sort through, and let go of. I was prepared to let go of the man who broke my heart in 2017. I wasn't exactly prepared to let go of my son soul person. After all, one of the hardest things a human will ever have to do is grieve a person who is still alive. But somehow, knowing that this was all so much deeper than a brutal heartbreak made me feel just a little bit of peace. I knew that whatever was going to come after this wave of depression in a sea of grief was going to be freaking big. So I said a prayer, threw my chips to the wind, plugged my damn nose, and got ready to ride the fucking wave. Honestly, you guys, why did I take this chapter out? This this is a really solid chapter. (laughs) Um, And I remember... Uh, when I talked to my editor about it, I was like, this is a really important chapter because it shows from an outside perspective how Javier was before I came into his life. And it shows that there was something deeper going on there besides just a love bomb and a heartbreak. Um, and I think, <laughs> and we'll get into this in later episodes, what ultimately made it easy for me, easier for me to cut this chapter was via the conversation I ended up having with Javier. That conversation changed a lot for me. And this chapter was one of the chapters that I held close to my heart because of the way I felt towards him. And when that changed, it became a lot easier for me to go back and ruthlessly edit this book in regards to him. Um, However, I do, there's a part of me that kind of wishes I would have left that in. Um, But, you know, I self-published, so if I really wanted to, I could always go back and edit in the future. Gotta love that we uh, have the ability to do that. But um, I will be interested to hear what you all think in the Facebook group of this particular episode and really all the deleted chapters. I'm, I'm interested to hear everybody's feedback on all of them um, because this was such a weird experience to go have and to be in the situation I was in still like heartbroken over this person and unable to like feel better and let this go to then be told by someone who was so close in his life. Um, to be told all these things. I mean, imagine how much of a mind fuck that is. Um, when you have not just these crazy signs from the universe, which you guys, there were so fucking many of them. It was, it was stupid is what it was. Um, I remember one time Tyler and I were driving back from Vegas and there was like this old broken down um, like shack on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere in the desert. And his brother's name was spray painted across it. And I know in the book, his, his brother's name is Chris, like the Chris that I met. Um, that's not their real name. Spoiler alert. Um, I know everybody's always like, Chris said he didn't want you to change his name. He didn't. I made the decision to. Um, so they do Chris in the book and 
and Javier's brother do have the same name in real life, but it's not Chris. Um, it's a very unique name. Uh, his brother's specifically, um, like his brother's full name. And that's what was spray painted across the shack we drove by. It was stuff like that that was like unarguably like I would look up at the sky and be like, what the fuck, guys? Like, fuck off with this shit. <laughs> um, so it made it harder to try and like take a step back and and heal when it felt like so many things were like sending me the other way and pushing me back towards that person. Um, it it looking back on it, I'm like, it made so much sense. And we will get into um, the work I did. We will revisit the whole mother son thing. Um, when we get into a later chapter, um, where he and I have a conversation and that I end up doing a session with Arna about it. And it's really fucking interesting. Okay. I hope we all enjoyed, uh, that deleted chapter of the ridiculous misadventures of a single girl. Um, I cannot wait to hear people's feedback on that because I know my self love club was, had a lot to say about all of it. Um, there are many deleted chapters that ended up on this season, some that are yet to come, and some really interesting conversations that I had to have with some pretty big people uh, that I know people are dying to get the inside scoop of because it was too personal and too private to share on the main podcast. So if you want to jump in to where all the tea is, it is patreon.com slash FML talk. I love you guys so much and miss you dearly. Um, I hope you enjoy your holiday break and enter into this new year with a kick-ass fucking goal and attitude in mind. And I will see you all on January 12th for our episode that is going to bring us back into the season. It is a killer episode to kick off the new year with. And for just the first week, our happy hour will happen on Thursday because I will be returning from a trip. So we will be joined by Lauren Denham on IG Live happy hour on Thursday, January 13th at 6 p.m. So over these next two weeks, go back, listen to your favorite episodes, Start doing that fucking inner work on yourself and get ready for that new year. Go back and binge whatever you need to binge. Join us on Patreon. Listen to those seasons. Get caught up. So when we get into January, you are all ready to go to keep on trucking through season three. I love you guys so much and I will see you soon. Have a self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.